Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource, where we uncover the amazing resources available to help you on your holistic health journey and hopefully help you prevent issues before they arise. Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, I wanted to ask if you are hoping to have a home birth or are you currently considering your options? If you answered yes to either of those questions, I'd love for you to join the waitlist for my home birth prep course. It's an online course that'll help you prepare your body, mind, and home for childbirth. I've had two home births myself, and what I teach helped me go from a 30-hour labor with my first child to a 10-hour and much smoother (laughs) labor with my second child. I've helped hundreds of women have smoother childbirths no matter where they gave birth, and I'd love to share this knowledge with you. Join my waitlist by going to progressivepelviceducation.com forward slash home birth prep. Welcome back to the Kumbaya podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me. Today, we're going to talk about how to know if you're doing too much postpartum. So we're going to think about the really early postpartum period, but really this applies for anytime postpartum, right? So it could be the fourth trimester, those first three months. It could be um, even when you're 10 months postpartum. Really, what the way I like to think of it is we have a maximum protection phase for that first, you know, six weeks postpartum. But truly, that first whole year is very important for your healing and for your future self to be strong and um, healthy, really, throughout the rest of your life. And there's a saying, once postpartum, always postpartum. And it does not mean that you can't get back to what you want to do. You're not going to get back to yourself and feeling strong and confident in your body again. But we have to honor, we really want to honor that you have brought life into this world and your body has gone through a massive major change and that's something to celebrate and it's something to just be aware of and to honor, right? So today we're going to talk about how to know if you're doing too much. So first I want to talk about this maximum protection phase. I don't think we can say it enough because the first six weeks postpartum is a period that you really, really, really want to not do a lot. (laughs) So I kind of break it up into two week intervals. And the first two weeks, you really want to um, just consider yourself on bed rest as much as you can rest, be in bed, don't do much except get up to go to the bathroom, to shower, to change your baby's diaper, to feed your baby, right? Hopefully you have people in your life that can be feeding you and doing all the cooking and the cleaning and the laundry, and you just get to rest and bond with your baby those first two weeks. Now, weeks three and four, you can do a little more, and that would be walking around the house and standing up for longer periods. And then weeks five and six, I usually encourage people to start taking small walks outside of the house, right? To the mailbox, to the neighbor's house and back. Um, If you have a small block, you know, maybe around a little bit, but listening to your body. And So this is just kind of like a general guideline. I put that out there first because I really feel like our society um, has put this pressure on us to do too much, to get out there so soon, 
four weeks postpartum, you're taking your baby to a cafe or taking to a friend's house or having friends over and you're just, we're doing a lot. And I really want to encourage you to not do a lot those first six weeks and to give you permission and to validate you if that's what your body is telling you is that it really needs to hunker down and rest and bond and accept this new, um, this new you, right? You're really becoming a parent. You're stepping into this new role and your body has just undergone a major change for like 10 months. And and now it's got to come back to itself. Everything, your organs have to go back into place. There's so much transformation and shifting physically happening, but mentally and emotionally and um, within the family system, within your community, you know, don't get me started. So um, that's just kind of a general outline of what I encourage my patients to follow. And then after that six weeks, if everything is feeling good, then you can kind of just slowly, gradually increase as, as you're moving along, right? And so the feedback that I've gotten from my patients is, okay, you know, that first two weeks when I'm on bed rest, yes, I get that right? Bed rest, just be in bed as much as you can. That's very clear. And so then after that two weeks, it's just less clear, right? It's like, okay, walk a little bit, but, and so you start to do things and the feedback I've gotten is that, you know, I just, I don't know how to know if I've done too much. So hence this podcast. Really, I'm going to start with like just, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) five main ways that like signs that your body is going to give you that will tell you, okay, for right now, my body in this moment, this thing here is too much. It doesn't mean it's going to be too much forever. I'm definitely not in the camp to say, oh, you can never do a crunch again. You can never do a plank. You can never do X, Y, Z. No. Um, But there will be periods in your postpartum journey where it may not serve you to do some things in the short term, right? And so being able to pick up on that, what your body is telling you is okay in the moment is so powerful. So number one, stop or modify your activity. Notice I didn't just say exercise. This literally could just be things you're doing around the house, just general daily activity. You want to stop or modify that if you're feeling any pain anywhere. All right. I don't care if you're breastfeeding and you're like, oh, I expect my mid back to hurt or my wrist to hurt. Nope you know, talk to a lactation consultant, talk to someone to get help for positioning. If you're feeling any pain in your low back, in your pelvic floor, um, really anywhere, that is a sign that you're doing too much or what you're doing. There's some faulty mechanics and there's some opportunity for improvement there to, um, to learn, to grow and to improve how you're doing things. Right. So a lactation consultant, um, pelvic physical therapist, pelvic OT. There's so many resources out there now that you can consult with and get help with. Okay, let me troubleshoot. What am I doing wrong, right? Number two, increased bleeding. So when we talk about increased bleeding, we're really thinking of that early postpartum period when your uterus is still healing. It's so easy to forget about this, especially if you had a seemingly easy birth, right? Not a lot of stitches, minimal tearing, um, you're feeling good. And, you know, say your, your bleeding has stopped 
And then you start increasing your activity and you don't even perceive that it's increased, really. It can be quite frustrating, but you notice, hey, I'm starting to spot again or I'm, I'm having more bleeding. That is your body's sign that your uterus is getting too stressed. It can be that your uterus is still healing and um, you just need to back off for a little bit, right? Definitely, definitely something to listen to. Another one is vaginal pressure and heaviness. And that is like a continuum, right? So here we're talking about um, support in your pelvic floor. And what can happen is you can start doing activity and you may just feel an opening, right? So you're just aware of your vagina. You're aware that you know, something feels open down there and there's this awareness. It's not painful. It, you wouldn't even describe it as like pressure or heaviness. So that's kind of like the, the, the first, like that, that's the whisper that your body is, is kind of whispering to you and telling you, hmm, something's a little off or something needs help, right? Then, then it will go into this pressure, heaviness, could be like a golf ball in your vagina or a tampon falling out feeling, and then if you ignore that, then it could actually be downright pain or you're seeing or feeling something when you wipe or when you wash yourself, right? So there's the continuum, no judgment, wherever you kind of pick up on the cues in that continuum, it may just jump to a really, dis, you know, uncomfortable sensation, um, but it's something to honor. And that means to definitely see your doctor or see your pelvic floor therapist and, um, and have some help with that. Right. It's just, you know, you need to stop what you're doing or modify what you're doing. And if it doesn't clear up on its own, I would definitely work with someone um, on that issue. Another sign that you could be doing too much too soon uh, is any leaking. And remember, that could be pee, poop or gas. Right. So if you are passing gas when you're really trying to hold back, or you're not expecting it to come out. That's one sign. But definitely if a little bit of pee escapes or you see a little bit of smearing on your underwear um, with stool, that all is a sign that your pelvic floor just can't handle the load that's being placed upon it. So we just need to kind of back off for a little bit or see a pelvic floor therapist. And then poor form. So this is more, I mean, you can think of this in the early days when you're just walking around the house and kind of doing general things. Um but you can also think of this when you are trying to get back to exercise. And if you know what the correct form is for whatever you're doing, and then you notice, oh, I really can't keep my back straight, or I can't do this without holding my breath. Um, or you look down and you see your abdomen kind of bulging and, and your abdominal wall can't hold stable. That's another time to really think, okay, hmm, I can, you know, my, my abdomen looks this way when I'm getting up from a chair or I'm playing with my baby. But then when I try to lift that weight or I try to do this trunk core exercise, I'm really getting this bulging or this doming or this coning out along the midline. That's a cue. That's a cue that just what you're doing may be a, a little too much. Again, just for that time, not forever, right? So I don't want you to feel stressed that, oh my gosh, because these things are showing up means I'm broken or means something more than it really means. And it's just at this moment, we need to cue into this. Your body is just giving, it's just talking to you and it's just giving you signs that you can heed and listen. And I promise you, your future self will thank you for listening. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, again, we also, there's just some other big kind of topics I want to talk about. 
big picture things. And we can, it's easy, I think, or easier maybe to focus on the actual physical signs our body is giving us, like the pain, the leaking, et cetera. But we really also want to kind of think about our internal state as well. Okay. So think about your energy level. And this can be really hard in your newly postpartum body, in your newly postpartum situation, whether it's baby number one or baby number six, it's a change, right? It's a change from your family dynamic before to now there's multiple people involved, right? Whether it's partners and families and friends or other children and um, really cue into your energy level, right? So are you uh, getting enough sleep? Are you tired? Are you exhausted all the time? So that could be a cue that you need more support that, you know, maybe physically you're not doing too much, but mentally just handling it all, it, you're not, your body isn't able to heal and isn't able to repair and recover because you really are just not getting enough sleep and enough rest. Also your mood. If you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed, um, mentally, emotionally, that is something to cue into too, and to listen to. I'm not saying that Uh, any postpartum period is all roses and, you know, you're literally learning how to communicate with your baby. You're establishing breastfeeding or feeding. You're, you're, um, taking care of this very, very new human, new to the world. And that's a huge responsibility. So feelings of overwhelm and stress, yes, can be absolutely normal. But if that is the pervading, emotion or a mood that you're, that you're always in, again, I would say, let's, let's think about that. Let's maybe get some help and I'll kind of talk about how, and then also tuning into your thoughts, right? So if you're starting to get worried about the thoughts that you're having, please don't keep it to yourself. Please reach out to people. And, um, I gave you some tips here. So if you physically feel like you're overdoing it, or you're worried about, you know, that you're doing too much, that's something to consider, right? Stopping your activity, modifying your activity, um, reaching out for help with your pelvic floor therapist, your pelvic floor OT, um, PT, um, your postpartum doula even may have some tips and tricks, your lactation consultant for positioning, things like that physically. But number one, I would say, don't judge yourself, don't judge yourself. Don't compare yourself. Even if you have a friend who is at the same stage and she had the same situation, she had a C-section like you did or um, a vaginal birth with a little bit of tearing and you have some stitches and you're like, okay, great. Why is she taking 30-minute walks with her partner? Totally fine. And here I am barely able to get out of bed, right? Is When we start to judge ourselves, that just puts a whole lot of more, a whole lot more, um, just stress around it and, and mental weight and, and, um, burden on the situation that really we don't get anywhere by comparing ourselves to others. Everyone is on their own journey. And, um, your friend, frankly, may be ignoring signs that you're doing a good job of tuning into. Um, and truly, even if they are doing better at the same stage that you're at and they're ahead of the game like that, there's no game, right? Your health and, your um, relationship with your baby and your family is so priority is so much more important. So um, that's that's my first you know thing is to really say you know don't judge yourself, don't compare yourself. That is never never going to end well. 
Number two, reach out to your partner, ask your partner for help, your family, your friends, postpartum doula. If you have access to one of those, um, see a pelvic floor therapist. There are great PTs and OTs that help with just this thing, easing your mind and helping you prioritize what you're working on physically and how you're helping yourself heal. Even just one visit is really great to have the awareness that they can give you about your body, where, what point you're at right now, and then all the opportunities for improvement that you have, the things that you can be doing at home to support your health, to support your healing. It will go such a long way. I absolutely promise you. And then number four, I would say, um, if you have not heard of Postpartum Support International, they are a wonderful resource. I will link their helplines. They have great um, helplines and support groups, and they have a great website. So I'll link some of that in the show notes here. So please check that out if you have any any needs that you're thinking, the thoughts you're having um, are starting to worry you or bother you, you're noticing you're exhausted and you're anxious um, or you're really, yeah, I mean, it's not just postpartum depression. There's postpartum OCD. There's postpartum anxiety. There's there's a lot of different perinatal mental health um, issues that can arise that you absolutely can get help from or help with, I should say. And um, you don't have to do it alone. You will get better. You can get help. So I really, I just want to make sure that you are aware of that resource and you feel empowered to use that. And then last but not least, do less. As much as that is possible, as much as you can, really delegate, get help from from other people, but really just reset that you know, you don't have to be running a marathon by three months postpartum or doing burpees again or doing jumping jacks or whatever you may have set your expectations for before you had the baby that like, oh, I'll feel good when I can get back to this or get back to that. Um, really, even if it's less than you think you should be doing, your future self will thank you from doing less at this stage. You are allowed to just welcome motherhood and welcome parenthood and and allow the change that your body is undertaking and the transformation that your body is undertaking um, to really just heal and recover and and just like welcome the whole journey. It's not just about getting back into those, you know, pregnancy genes and uh, pre-pregnancy genes and, um, and trying to just get back to normal as quickly as possible. There, there's a new normal and you're a new person and that's something to celebrate too. So I hope this was helpful. Please send me any questions that you have um, via DM. Hello at kumbayallpodcast.com is my email. And if you have any questions, like I said, or clarifications or ideas for future episodes that you would like, things you would like to hear about, please feel free to reach out. I always love hearing from you. Take care. Bye-bye. Do you ever wish that you could learn the essentials of pelvic health from an experienced pelvic floor physical therapist at a fraction of the cost and from the comfort of your own home? This episode is sponsored by Progressive Pelvic Education, your source for online courses to expand your pelvic health knowledge and promote optimal wellness. Pelvic health is wealth, and there is a lot of essential information about our pelvic floor that isn't taught in school. Learn what to do and not to do to avoid the inconvenience and pain of pelvic floor issues in a self-paced course you can take anywhere. Visit Progressive 
pelviceducation.com to get access today. This content is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. Please discuss any questions you may have regarding your health or medical condition with your physician or a qualified healthcare professional. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests.